husband, the father who is the head of the family. And after that is the mother, and after that is the children. Nowadays, sometimes the mother is the head of the family, or even the youngest in the family is the head of the family. And it is important that we recognize God's order because God's order brings with it blessing. It is not just because God is a rule-based God. It is because God has designed certain things to work in a certain way. And if you comply with his way, then you get the benefits. Amen? How many of you like very fast sports cars, Mercedes and BMWs and all those things? It needs to roar. Like, you know? As you arrive, people must know that the Lord <laughs> is in this place. <laughs> it is a spiritual encounter for you when you are driving. <laughs> Especially if we are not having a seatbelt. But anyway, it is so key that you begin to realize that there is a way that you handle that machine. And you don't just give it to anyone because they're going to put whatever in there. And some of us have experienced when uh, a guy is helping us with a very good heart and he puts in the wrong kind of fuel into your car. It becomes a spiritual experience. <laughs> and it's so crucial that you begin to realize that God has also ordained that life be done in a certain way. Church, the church is supposed to be the vehicle through which God conveys this information. You won't find out about things of the Spirit elsewhere. You can't get it by just reading the secret. All sorts of other good books that are out there by Deepak Chopra and Oprah and the likes. Because those things don't have the full revelation. When Jesus came, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Not a way, a truth, and a life. The way. Definite article. The only way. And if you would like to have life, then you must go this way. Yeah? The philosophy of the ages is that there are many ways to God. How can God make it so exclusive? What about those ones that never... Nom, 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 nom. There is one way, and if you care much about those who have not heard, pack your bags and go and see them. Amen? And that is why we are doing this series on church leadership, because God has a way of doing things. Amen? And last week we spoke about the fact that God has put leaders in place to equip the saints so that they can mature, so that they can become everything that God has called them to be, so that they can fulfill the purpose that God has for them. Amen? And so we are continuing this week with a process of how God takes you from a place where maybe you were not a leader to a place where you become a leader. Amen? Alright, so take us there to the next slide. Ephesians 4. We read this scripture last week. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting, the maturing, the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and unto a perfect man. When are you going to become a perfect man? On this side of life or on the other side of the grave? Many of us have downplayed that. And when we say perfection, it doesn't mean without mistakes. It means mature. Amen? Unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
Tell the person next to you, unto the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ. Tell them, I'm not your example. Jesus is. So it's not good enough to just be better than me. <laughs> I'm better than you. It's not good enough to compare yourself with Pastor So and So. The place where you are predestined for is Christ Himself. Amen? Okay, that red is now visible. It says that we henceforth be no more children. No more children. Look at the person next to you and say, No more childish. No more immature, please. If you are married, just don't say such things. Just <laughs> Okay, toss to and fro, meaning a little bit forward, a little bit backward, some progress, some, not, some up and down all the time, talk good, talk bad. Carried about by every wind of doctrine and by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So God's plan is for your maturity. Why are you here this morning? Some volunteers. Why are you here this morning? Godfrey? Elder Godfrey? <laughs> I know you are on duty today, but why are you here this morning? To be equipped. To be equipped. Uh, people know the trick answers. <laughs> Edla, <laughs> why are you here this morning? No, no, Just tell us the truth, eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, I like, I like the fellowship and the building up of inside. Like there's a certain edification that happens mm -hmm. in togetherness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Last one. <laughs> why are you here this morning? To well my sports car. <laughs> <laughs> You mean the spiritual sports guy? Yes. <laughs> it is important that you know what you are doing here. This is, for many of us, we grow up in Christianity. What do the statistics say? 99.9999% of Namibians are born again Christians. Right? Born again Christians who kill their wives, rape, who beat their children, who... That's wrong. Yes. And the problem is that if you, are, if you are a baby Christian, there might be a uh, very sophisticated atheist eh, that has learned to behave themselves very morally, that will behave even better than you as a born-again Christian. Which is a shame. There must be a difference between you and those who don't know the Lord. There must be a difference between you who is born again, who has salvation, eternal life inside of you, and the other one who is on his way to damnation. There must be a difference. And the Bible says that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. That as we get the information of the word of God, we begin to meditate, receive that truth, and then our, our lives are transformed. It must be like that. If it is not happening, the word of God says in the book of James that do not only be hearers of the word. Do not only listen to the word every week in, week out. Oh, wow. What a, what a powerful message. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah? And you are hearing the word all the time. 
But the, it says, be also doers, doers of the word. You must do the word. The word is to be applied. And the risk is that if you do not apply the word of God, that you will deceive yourself. There's no neutral. I'm waiting for that special time when I get married and then I will apply all the word of God. No. I'm waiting for that special time when God, da, 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 da. No, you have to apply the word where you are at. If you are not moving forward, you are moving. Absolutely. There is no stagnation in the realm of the spirit. Whatever you take in, either builds you or tears you down. That's why you have to be careful what you listen and what you take heed to and the way you spend your time. Amen? So, God's purpose is to grow you. Give us the next slide there. While you are still a baby, we understand and it's cute. It's cute. Ah, that guy just got saved last week. You know, sometimes the guy says the, right, the wrong things, but he's trying his best. Oh, it's cute. Oh, he's so passionate about Jesus. The other one has been around five years. Just here complaining, complaining, murmuring, and complaining with scriptures. It is crude. It is dysfunctional. It is wrong. It is wrong. And for many of us, we have excused ourselves from maturity because we are not in ministry. That has been the trick that we play on ourselves. That because I'm not in ministry, I don't, know, I, I don't need to know the word. My pastor will know the word for me. I don't need to understand the things of the Spirit. My pastor will do it for me. But God's plan is not like in the Old Testament where there was one man who represented the whole nation. His heart's desire was the priesthood of all believers. That everyone a son of God, everyone a king, everyone a priest, strong minister. Making an impact on the world. That is God's dream for you. Some of us, we are wondering, Lord, what is your plan for my life? What is my calling? Is it to be a mechanic or is it to be a pharmacist? It is to be a spiritual, spiritually mature anything. Tell the person next to you, spiritually mature anything. Whatever you are doing. As long as you are spiritually mature. Now, if, if your job at the moment is an illegal business, please remember that's an exception. <laughs> we don't sanction that. Even a spiritually mature drug dealer. There's no such thing. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Some of us, we need to put away childish things. And the church has been focusing and telling, telling, telling the believers, put away those childish things. But before you can put away childish things, you need to stop speaking like a child, understand like a grown man, and begin to think like a mature believer. And that only happens through the Word of God. That's why if you have not gone through the one-to-one, you are not in a relationship where you are being discipled, being corrected, being told that, no, this is, this is the childish things. No longer like this. And someone can tell you that you shouldn't speak to your wife like that. If you're not in that place, then you are not going to mature. Because your mind needs to be challenged with the truth. Amen? 
So the process of church leadership begins with the kind of leaders that we're looking for. This is not like, go back to the previous slide. When people see a new slide, they read. So, yeah. This is not like just the general principles of leadership. Okay? This is spiritual leadership. Leadership in the kingdom of God. There's a certain kind of leadership that needs to be in the kingdom of God. Maybe you run an, an international, multinational company. Real estate company. You know? And you have multiple buildings with your name in New York. Maybe, maybe your style of leadership has brought about great employment opportunity. It has brought about great wealth to many. But when it comes to the church, when it comes to the kingdom of God, you can't just bring that stuff there. There's a certain kind of leadership that God is looking for. Give us the next slide. This is Matthew 20 verse 25. To 28, it says, Jesus called them together and said, you know, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over, dominate over them. And their high officials exercise authority or dominate over the people whom they have authority. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Look at the person next to you and say, you must be my servant if you want to become great among us. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. This is not the kind of servant where it's like just title, chief servant. It is a practical servanthood. Amen? It means time, effort, resources, Servant, real servant. Husbands, <laughs> real service. Okay? Just, and this is the unique part that God Himself, and this will take away all your excuses. I, I can't serve because I'm too important. I'm too what, 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 what. God Himself, God Himself, the most important being in the seen and unseen realms. God Himself. Just as the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. How many of you in your heart, you believe that when Jesus came, he came to recruit you to serve him? Many Christians have that view. Just like Peter who said, no, Lord, you cannot wash me. You cannot wash my feet. You cannot serve me. But the focus of God was that the Son of God, God himself, will come and display the glory of the kingdom in the way that we serve. The security that we have that is not tied to our title or position, but is based on the heart that we carry. Yeah? That will make us stoop and serve anybody and give up our lives as a ransom for many. Give us the next slide. What kind of leader is it that we're looking for? John 13, 12 to 17, this is at the Last Supper on the night that Jesus was betrayed, that he took off his garment. He was sitting with his disciples at the Last Supper. He took off his garment and he took the position of a servant. And in that culture, I'm telling you, that job was not, not for the poor. It was for the least of the least of the least. 
because you are going to wash the feet of people that don't have sneakers, that don't have medical aid, that real situation feet washing. Real situation <laughs> feet washing. And it is not like <laughs> with a stick or something. Handling, handling the most precious things. Amen? And so Jesus, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. And all the guys were shocked. What is this? Who do men say I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, washing feet. Yeah? And he sat down at his place and he said, Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them, You call me teacher and Lord. And rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Some of us, we only want to serve in the place of nobility. I come from a royal bloodline there in Oshikuku. <laughs> I am from the chieftaincy in Okakarara. I cannot wash some guy's feet. Our nobility is established, yes. But what God is saying is that you do not lose anything by stooping from your seat to minister to mankind. And returning to it. In fact you gain. It is more glorious. To give than to receive. It is more blessed. To give than to receive. And then it says in verse 15. I have set you an example. That you should do as I have done for you. And this is crucial. Because God. This is how kind he is. He will not ask you to do something. Which he was not willing to do. This is the good, kind God that we serve. The other, the other leaders and gods will say, you go there, but have you gone? No, I haven't gone there. You go. That's why I'm sending you. You go there and you do exactly as you're told. But the Son of Man stooped and filled all places, highest of highest and lowest of lowest, so that he can show you that you do not lose because you're serving in that place. Amen. He says in verse 16, Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So the kind of leaders that we'd like to raise up in every nation, every nation being our church <laughs> and out there, give us the next slide, are to be faithful, available, and teachable. Tell the, tell the person next to you, faithful, available, and teachable. Give us the next slide. This is from Pastor Ephraim. In this day and age where gym memberships are going out for sale, going, going, being, people are just uh, subscribing, you know. Got to have a six-pack, got to have a V-shape, you know, got to have the right, yeah, <laughs> right, for my Instagram profile. In this day where, where, where everything is so exercise-focused, you know, this morning we want you to be a fat leader. Look straight. <laughs> fat leader. 
faithful, available, and teachable. The first point is faithful. But before we go there, the motives of a leader are so crucial. Go to the next slide. The reason why you do something is more important than what you are doing. It says here in 1 Timothy 3 verse 1, this is a true true saying. If a man desires the work of a bishop or an overseer or an elder, he desires a good work. In the Amplified Version, it says, this is a faithful and trustworthy saying. If a man eagerly seeks the office of an overseer, bishop, or superintendent, he desires an excellent task. So the Spirit of God endorses your desire to be a leader in church. He says it's a good place, knowing obviously that it's a place of great service. Right? It's a good place if you desire to be a leader. Every maturing believer should desire to be a leader, should desire to be an influence. Give us the next slide. In Philippians 2 verse 3, I took it from the Message Bible. It says, but don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. And that scripture says that consider him, consider Jesus who was in in the same likeness as God. He didn't consider it robbery to be like God. Meaning he didn't consider it wrong that he was equal with God. And knowing that he was equal with God, he emptied himself of his Godhood. He emptied himself of his divinity, making himself in the form of a man, in the form of a servant, even becoming obedient to the point of death. This is the kind of stooping that the Son of God took. Now, who are you? That you cannot help somebody because of how important you are. Look at the person next to you. Who are you? Because some of us are very important, I'm telling you. Like seriously, we hold high positions and whatnot. We are important. (laughs) That's just the truth. But God doesn't look at importance. And we'll get there. Christ emptied himself of his deity to serve. Now let's quickly go here to the qualifications. We covered this last week, the qualifications of an elder and a a deacon. In our church, we've got elders. That is quite typical here. But many of you, if if I tell you who are the deacons in the church, how many of you will know who those are? Vicky will know. Okay? (laughs) So we, we don't have deacons by title, but we have deacons by function. Yeah? And deacons are also supposed to be spirit-filled men and women. And the Bible says in the book of Acts, when deacons were being chosen, the first time was when, the, when there was a bit of a dispute among the b- believers because the widows of the one group, of the one tribe, were being sk- skipped off. They were being neglected by the, by the, by the food, um, food distribution ministry. And then, and then the others were being preferred. An argument came out because food was involved. <laughs> and the, the Bible says that the apostles came together and said, Choose among you men of great wisdom and men who are full of the Spirit. Eh? 
in order to wait tables. In order to pour juice. <laughs> in order to cut the cake according to the right proportions. Full of the spirit. Some of us are like, no, but I speak in two tongues. I speak in two tongues. How can you tell me that I must usher? I need to be on the worship team. Or I need to be in the prophetic, uh, prophetic deliverance ministry. I need to be in that place where the people can receive of the great deposit that the Lord has <laughs> built in me. How can you rob the people <laughs> of what God has placed in their midst? Men full of the spirit and wisdom will serve tables as deacons. They will organize that the toilets are speak and span according to the spiritual level. They will, they, will, they will minister unto the saints. These are places of great honor in the kingdom of God. Great honor. In the realm of the spirit, those kind of people have contingents of angels who go with them. Why? Because in heaven, the last are first. The first are last. Some of us will have rude, rude awakenings. When you get there and you see the queue and immediately you are going to the front. <laughs> Michael is just like, hey, hey. <laughs> back and you stand at the back and he's like, a little bit more back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> the door is just here. Any further? The outside. Because when you're on earth, I... <laughs> You were that place with the, you had all the places of honor. I'm telling you, choose you today where you will serve with your life. The honor of a man is not in the places where he gets served. The honor of a man or of a woman is in the places where they serve. Who is the people that God has called you to serve? I'm telling you, not just serve in the proportion where it's like convenient. I'm talking about the kind of service that is inconvenient and costly to you. Real service. The kind of service that costs you your life and time. That you could have been at home watching the last episode of that uh, amazing series. And now you have to be here counseling someone and helping someone or pouring juice. Or delivering bread or visiting the, the sick. Amen? Great glory. Great glory. So the elders and the deacons, they take overseer positions in the places where everyone is serving. And we already went through the qualifications. They need to be above reproach. They shouldn't be accusable. The elders should not be accusable. And that's why the Bible says don't entertain an accusation against an elder. Unless if there are two or three witnesses, eyewitnesses. So if someone is like, oh, I heard that... Um, uh, yeah. Elder Godfrey, you know, I heard blah, 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 blah. Immediately your response must be, were you there? No, but the Spirit of the Lord is telling me. <laughs> I don't want to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is telling you. Were you there? Did you see it with your own eyes? I saw it with my spirit. No, not with your spiritual eyes. With your natural eyes, did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Then let me rebuke this devil out of you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Don't entertain. Don't entertain. Don't entertain an accusation against an elder unless if there is eyewitnesses. 
And the elders will keep one another accountable as well. Amen? Same with deacons. Okay? Sober-minded, self-controlled, hospitable, able to teach, not violent, not quarrelsome, not a new convert, not thought well of, uh, by outsiders. Not a new convert means you can't be born again last week and now you, you had a dream where Michael, the archangel, and Gabriel both came. They said, you, you are Elijah. <laughs> And you actually were able to record it on your iPhone or your Samsung. You see? You see? You see? Elders? They are there. Okay? So, even if that happened, if you are a new convert, you can't. Because leadership is not in the spirit. It is in the soul. Okay. You will eventually, if you are faithful and... and, and eh? One wife, respectable, dignified, not drunkard, not a drunkard, not addicted to wine, not a lover of money, not greedy, manages well his household, manages the children well, is not double-tongued and gossipy, holds to the mystery of the faith, and needs to be tested first and, and proved blameless. Okay? On a practical note, if you are in a serving ministry, and we saw the video, if you are in a serving ministry, be faithful. Okay, let's go there to the F for faithful. Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, speaks about the parable of the tenants. It says that the kingdom of God will be like this. Like a man who who goes to a foreign country and leaves his servants in charge of his money. Talent is not like, uh, like your ability to play the guitar, your ability to work with numbers. It's not those talents. Talents was actually money, yeah, gold, pieces of, that was given. And to the one, it says that they were all given talents, three people given talents according to their ability. According to their ability. So the one was given 5,000, the one was given 2,000, and then the one was just given one. Okay, five talents, two talents, one, one. Some of us are like, Lord, how can you <laughs> just give me one? Your ability, my son, your ability. Okay? So then, notice this guy even. So then the one of 5,000 immediately went, put the money to work, invested it, got, got it doubled. When he got it doubled, the one with two also went, invested it, got it doubled. The one with one in his heart, this is what the Bible says, he thought to himself, my master is shrewd. He, doesn't, he likes to, to harvest where he didn't plant. So I don't want to lose this. Let me dig a hole and put that money in there. And then when he comes back, I'll just... <laughs> and give it back to him. Big mistake. When the master came back, the one 5,000 said, here you go. Doubled it. And his master said to him, well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over little, and I will put you in charge over much. Enter into the, and share the joy, the delight, the blessedness, which is your master's. Enjoy. He did the same with the one who multiplied less. Right? So it wasn't the amount that was the issue. It was what you did with it. Yeah? So the one multiplied it, got that kind of adulation. The second one multiplied it, got the same kind of recognition. The third one started with a speech. And these kind of people always start with a speech. 
uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> as I was uh, praying about what to do with this money, in my heart of hearts, I really began to get a word of knowledge about you, Master. And I know that you, don't, you like to get where you didn't put in. You know, and you are shrewd. I got that word of knowledge. So then I decided that I'm going to just dig a hole and put it in the, the hole and cover it. Here you go. <laughs> the master looked at him and said, you wicked. You wicked and slothful and la- Wicked! Wicked! <laughs> huh? You wicked servant. You knew. You knew. That I like to inherit where I didn't plant. Why didn't you go put it in the bank? And at least bring it back with some interest. Now lock the guy up. Throw him outside where. And the, 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 the reaction is harsh. But Jesus is showing a parable to show a certain picture. This is not a true story. This is a parable to show you a principle. Okay? Look, look at the person next to you and say, you have something. There's nobody that got nothing. Did you bury it? Where did you bury it? <laughs> uh, take me there so that together I can counsel you out of your bad news that's coming. Amen? This is the, the heart of the Father is that He will expect of you something that He put in you, I'm telling you. Some of you have been disqualifying yourselves because the devil has lied to you about your capacity. Lord, I'm unable, I'm unable. The word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah? So if God is giving you direction, you're 90. <laughs> if God is giving you direction, say yes, Lord. The Bible says about Moses who was sent to Egypt. At that time, Pharaoh was God on earth. Sent to Egypt to go and speak to Pharaoh and tell him, let the, the workforce go. And Moses started to say, but I struggle with speaking and all. And God said, but who made the mouth? Who gave the ability? Was it not I? And then God pulls down and he says, Moses, I will be with you. <laughs> I'll be with you, man. Come on now. I'll be with you. You won't be alone. Speak to your brother Aaron. He will speak for you. Look how God's heart is. You know? Put your stuff down. Let me give you some signs. Put your hand here. You know. Then when you go there, you show them this, you show them that. I'll be with you. And that is God's heart towards you. If he's telling you to go somewhere, he will be with you. He's not sending you there like, come back alive, okay? <laughs> he's sending you there with everything that you need. But what is also important is you must know what you got. Lest you come there, and then they are, they are disputing you just like you told the Lord. Lord, they are not going to believe me. And then you forgot what God told you you must do to convince them. What is this stick for again? <laughs> yeah? You must know what you've got. So that by the time you get to your assignment, you are applying it. You are putting it to work. And the better you know what you've got, the better you put it to work, the better you fulfill the assignment that God has for you. Give us the next slide. Galatians 5, verse 22. It speaks about the fruit of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It is something that is in you by virtue of the presence of the Spirit inside of you. 
as a leader, as a believer, someone who serves, faithfulness is a part of you. Can't get married and say, I've got commitment issues and faithfulness issues. You need to then begin to hear what God is saying about who you are in the realm of the spirit. Yeah? It is typical of your nature to be faithful. This is who you are in the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. But here, where your mind is unrenewed, you keep living in the old guy. Amen? So F for faithful. Number two, A for available, and I added A A plus attitude. Look at the person next to you. (laughs) A plus attitude. Look at this scripture here. Proverbs 22 verse 29, Amplified Version says, Do you see a man who is diligent and hardworking, skillful and experienced in his work? He will stand in honor before kings. He will, he will not stand before obscure men. I'm telling you, the diligent hand will rule. Diligence cannot be resisted. It's a law of the spirit. I'm telling you. And diligence is not just hard work. It is a kind of hard work that goes with skill and wisdom. So you are not just doing things. You are doing the right things and you are doing them at a certain level. It comes from the Spirit of God and you have that. Amen? It is not Slavic. It's exceptional. Where is Verna? Huh? Somewhere serving. Verna. Verna is ushering, right? And... She's not necessarily the top chief master, master usher. But the way that she serves, there's a diligence about her. There's a detailedness about it. It's not just like, (laughs) just before the parents come home. And they left you to clean. (laughs) You just hear, (laughs) and when you come, you have to stand a little bit in front of the dirt. Hi. (laughs) We have been cleaning all day. No, 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 no. It's the kind that plans on his own. Is this the instruction? Yes. Okay, leave it to me. When the person comes back, they are shocked. I need to be more diligent like this guy. (laughs) It is so key, church. And the church has been railed for poor quality, poor quality for years. It's changing now, but we need to get on that bandwagon. You know? Nowadays, there's a lot of people, and be careful for you business people, with, with, uh, people who want to be in, in partnership with you. And then at every business meeting, they want to pray. Let's just pray. <laughs> you know, let's just pray now. Because the Lord needs to be in this. And all the Christians, immediately all discernment and wisdom goes out. Oh, praise God, this is a brother. Yay, yay, yay. It says wolves in sheep's clothing. Because don't say, no, no, let's not pray. Should have prayed at home. Now we do business. Yeah? Bring some skill here. Skill from your prayers, show some skill here. From your prayers, show some effort here. Now, okay, I only did two pages. The other pages the Lord will do for us. The Lord will not do for us. You will fail with such a person. There will be a thorn in your flesh. Be careful. Amen? And also in relationships. 
I said, uh, my girl, let's just pray first. <laughs> Be careful of that brother that just likes to pray. <laughs> Must get a job. <laughs> Amen. It's true. It's true. Every time, just pray, pray. Let's work. If you don't work, I don't cook. <laughs> Amen. If you don't work, you don't eat. Okay, so, so A plus attitude. Give us the next slide there. Where is my other slide? Did you guys delete it? It's in this one. Okay, so teachable. Yeah, that's the one. So teachable, 2 Timothy 2 verse 15. It says, study and be eager. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to to Timothy, the young pastor. He says, study and be eager to do your utmost to present yourself to God approved and tested by trial. A workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. As a leader, you need to know the word. Amen? That's one of the qualifications that you need. You need to know your Bible. You can't know more about the latest song and all the lyrics. All the lyrics. And the rap part. You also know that rap part. <laughs> you know those things. But when it comes to, what is that scripture again? Um, something about stripes. Stripes. Uh, let's just pray. <laughs> You need to know the word. You are a leader. And no one, no one has to, okay, uh, there's no money to, uh, uh, Pastor Franz didn't approve my loan application for me to study theology or whatever. Your Bible is there. My God. Things are breaking in the realm of the spirit. Amen? In the same way that these things fall off, let ignorance fall off. Let me prophesy to you. Something, sometimes when things happen on and on, the Lord is speaking to you. Yeah? That things are falling off your life. Yeah? And all the things that are holding you back are beginning to break off your life in the name of Jesus. Yeah? And maybe there are lots of excuses that continue to keep you bound from the things that God has called you for. They are falling off in the name of Jesus. Amen? All right. Where was I? Yeah, Pastor Franz didn't approve my loan. And, uh, you, you blame someone else for the fact that you are ignorant concerning the word of God. That Bible that has been in your house for decades. Decades. You read even the other book, uh, Fifty Shades and what, 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 what. You read that one. Thick, thick like this. Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3. You read that one. <laughs> Some of you like, wait, the pastor knows about this book. <laughs> We need to know what the sheep are reading. <laughs> you read that one. But your Bible, 50 shades of light. <laughs> 66 shades of light. That one you parked on the shelf. Lord, speak to me. Lord, speak to me. Why are you silent? You parked it. Yeah? As a leader, you can't pack your Bible. Daily bread. Daily sword. Daily counsel. Don't come and give me your humanistic advice. I came for a word from the Lord. Not your own opinion. I know the word says this and that. But actually I was doing some other research. And actually this is also a possibility. No, I don't want to hear your other research and possibilities. I want to hear what the word of God is saying. Amen. 
teachable. Next one, consider this one. Proverbs 12, 12 verse 1. I love Proverbs. For you young people, read Proverbs every day. You become wiser than your teachers. That's what the word says. Whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge. But whoever hates correction, is stupid. I'm telling you, when you sign up for ushering, and you put the cups in a certain way because you thought it was the right way, and they say, no, no, no. Actually, it's like this. And in your heart, you go, Ahmad. Who are you to tell me? Consider. Young people, nowadays, so proud in the lack of knowledge. So proud in their ignorance. Desire, discipline, <laughs> correction. Amen? And it's not just about, yeah, 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 I hear you. It's an attitude of teachability. Okay? Look at Proverbs 15 verse 12. Mockers don't like those who correct them. They won't go to the wise. They will not visit. Once you are wise, and I'm not talking about the kind of critical, I am the corrector in the, I am the corrector, thank you, ushers. I am the corrector, I am the corrector in the kingdom. God has given me wisdom to correct all the brothers and sisters. No, there's no such ministry. Eh? This is a place where truth in love has been spoken to you. And you are just rebellious. Rebellious. Look at the person next next to you and say rebellious. The Bible says stiff-necked like this. (laughs) Like a goat. Amen? You can't be a leader like that. As a leader, you need to be teachable even if it comes from your child. Even if it comes from someone who has no title to tell you whatever. Your attitude is not like, yeah, but I'm the one who is right. How can you? How can you? How can you? Wives, don't take me wrong. This is not a license to correct everything that your husband is doing. No? Pastor, 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 Pastor Chris said already. <laughs> and I quote Proverbs, <laughs> Proverbs 15 verse 12. <laughs> Spouses are to love each other and refer to the refer them to the uh, connect leader for correction. Okay, next one, confirmation. So, uh, quickly go back. So these three things, faithful, uh, A plus attitude and available, and the availability comes from the attitude, right? And then teachability. These are crucial. Now, what happens is we have to rush What happens is that you need to be able to have these things worked in your heart by the Holy Spirit and by serving, by being in a place where you are being molded. And this kind of leadership will not only benefit your church, it will benefit your workplace, your family, everywhere you are. Okay? So there's a confirmation by the Holy Spirit and the elders and the leaders when it comes to your special calling or something that the Lord has. You know, you had that meeting with the two angels in the room and they told you, you are the special one for this season, you know. There needs to be a confirmation of that by the the leaders, the Holy Spirit, and the elders. Take us to the next slide. In the book of Acts, the Bible says, while they were ministering, I'm going to use a different color next time. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, Paul, for the work to which I called them. It wasn't that the Holy Spirit spoke to Paul alone. 
He had his encounters in the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body. He was having his encounters with the Lord. He met Jesus when he fell off the horse on the way to Damascus. But he didn't use that as his license to now I'm going to go renegade and just start my own thing. He waited until the confirmation came. And that takes a lot of character. The next slide, 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to, to Timothy and saying, That is why I would remind you to stir up, kindle the embers of, and fan the flame and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you, by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. So at your ordination, where you as a leader has been, has been set in as a leader over people, whether it's a ministry or as a deacon, that we will have leaders there to recognize what God is doing in your life. Take us to the next slide. We're about to finish. The sons of Jesse. Jesse is the father of King David. And the Bible says that God had, had worked with Israel for a long time, and then Israel... The nation came to God and said, we don't want to be the only nation who doesn't have a king. Give us a king. We want to be like the other nations. And God was saying, no, but I'm your king. I worked through the prophets. I'm your king. No, no, Lord. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want you as our king. We want to see somebody, someone where we can go to, not just send the prophet and the priest. And so God chose Saul. Now Saul messed up. And then God rejected him. And, and, and Samuel was weeping for him. And then God spoke to Samuel and said, Samuel, stop weeping for that guy. I've chosen a new king. Go to Bethlehem. Go to the house of Jesse. There you will anoint. Take some oil with you. You will anoint the new king there. And the Bible says that when he got there, he immediately asked the father, bring out your sons. One of your sons is going to be king. The eldest brother was first, came out. Guy of big stature. Great, great strength. You could see, man, this guy would be a good king. He's quite similar to Saul because Saul was the tallest in Israel. Heads and shoulders above everyone. This guy would be a good king. Just look here. The Lord, surely the Lord's anointed is before me. And he did that with a couple of the sons. And let's look here in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6. It says, so it was that when they came, that he looked at Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. And then the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that is something that we have to caution as leaders, because this is Samuel. Samuel, the boy that from eight years old, he hears from God. He is about to be to make a mistake on the basis of what he's seeing. How many people have not married like that? How many people have not employed someone like that? How many people have not appointed a leader on the basis of that? And the Bible says that God does not consider your outside ex uh, appearance. Some of you, you have disqualified yourself from what God wants to do because, but what about my outside appearance? I'm black. I'm white. I'm a woman. I'm only a child. You are just telling the Lord your outside appearance. But the Bible says that God does not look at the outside like man. God looks at the heart. 
And it is important that you do not disqualify yourself. Give us the next slide. So there are a couple of steps. That as a leader, this is the part that you will generally take in our church. You'll first be part of a connect group. If you don't know what a connect group is, you are far from becoming a leader. <laughs> Need to first find that out. Then you will serve in a ministry which is like ushering or something. And then you'll lead a connect. You'll lead an area which is a group of connects. And, or, or you'll lead a ministry. And then there will be a recognition and training for the office. So for those of you who are like, what are the steps? What, what are the steps? Because I met with, with Gabriel and with Michael. And now I need to know the steps. Amen. Let's go to the last slide. This is a little small, but this is in the book of Timothy, chapter 2, verse 19. It says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. Having the seal, the Lord knows them that are his, and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor, meaning some for special use and some for normal use. Yeah? Some houses you have like that, the cups for the visitors and then the cups for the, for the family. If a man, therefore, purges or cleanses himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet. Meet means uh, qualified, eh? ready for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Then it says, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, love, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So, you might look at yourself and say, I'm a cup of gold. If you are a cup of gold, it was because you, you cleansed and purged yourself. But even if you are a wooden cup, only the kids drink out of me. Yeah? Only the, 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 not, not the special people. There is a place where if a man purges and cleanses himself, he shall be a vessel unto honor and sanctify. There's a place where you have to say, I can't do what everyone does. I can't watch what everyone watches. I can't go to the clubs where the Christians go. You know? Because God is calling me to something new, something different. Amen? And for every one of us, depending on where God is calling you, there is a program of training that you need to actually enlist in and they need to shave off certain things if you are going to fulfill what God has called you. Amen? Amen. So uh, this this past two Sundays, we really want to encourage you to desire, desire to be a leader. But recognize that there's a process that God will take you through. And that process will equip you to be a blessing wherever you are. Amen? Let us stand. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your spirit in this place. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one who raises men up, Lord God. You are the one who raises women up, Lord God. You are the one who appoints. You are the one that, that, that removes, Lord. And this morning, we want to lift our hands to you and say, Lord, use me. Let's just declare this together. Father, I'm available. I want to be faithful. I want to be teachable. Use me. I might not be perfect yet, but mature me. Grow me. Take away the things that shouldn't be there. Add the things that are missing. I want to serve with my whole life.
Not just where it's convenient. Not just when it suits me. I want to serve you. I want to serve your body. I want to serve the nations. Fill me for that. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord, that for every heart, Lord, that meant that prayer, Lord God, that you'll begin a work in them, Lord. And you'll begin a work deep in their hearts, Lord, that they'll begin to sense your call, begin to sense what you are leading them into, whether it be in the church, whether it be outside the church, Lord God, the mission that you've called them for, the purpose for which they were born, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, where there's been lying spirits, Lord God, keeping people out of their destiny, Lord God, accusing them that they don't, they're not good enough to, to be used by God, we cancel that this morning in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we declare, Lord God, that they are moving into the purposes of God. In the name of Jesus, we declare, Lord God, that nothing will hinder them from the plans of God that God has for them. In the name of Jesus, that they've been ordained, Lord, for such a time as this, that in this generation they will rise up and be the impact makers that you've called them to be in the mighty name of Jesus Christ in the mighty name of Jesus Christ the Bible says that there is only one way to the father his name is Jesus he is the way the truth and the life and the Bible says that unless a man is born again he cannot enter the kingdom of God he cannot see the kingdom of God and this morning I'd like to invite Anybody who's here this morning and you came and the Lord's been speaking to you, you need to make your life right with God. You need to be born again. You need to come back to Jesus. And if you're here this morning, I want to pray with you. So this is your time. Just raise your hand and I'll pray with you. Thank you, Lord. I see that hand. Don't hesitate. I see that hand. Don't hesitate. Life is in Christ. There is no life outside of Christ. There is no hope outside of Christ. There is no destiny, no future, no purpose that is honorable outside of Christ. Every man must realize their need for God because Jesus came to die for the nation. Amen? So if you're here, let me see your hand. I see those hands. God bless you. I see your hand. Okay, if you are here... I'm going to ask you to come forward as a sign of your faith to say, I'm coming to Jesus. I'm coming to Jesus. So if that's you, come and stand right here quickly. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come here, face forward. Face forward here. Come stand right here. Come to Jesus. Can I have some leaders? If you're still out there and you feel the Holy Spirit is telling you, you must go, yeah, man. You must go. <laughs> Come. Tomorrow is promised to no one. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. For those of you who are here, Jesus loves you. Look at me. Jesus loves you. He loved you while you, you were still a sinner. God loved you. And today is a life-changing moment for you. Yeah? This is God's assignment to have you here so that you can come to know his son fully. Maybe you've gone through a great journey of failure and whatever you've done. The Lord is here to receive you today and to blot out your sins. Amen. Amen. Bless you. To blot out your sins, meaning to erase your sins and to give you eternal life. Amen. The Bible says that, the Bible says that you don't have to ask who will go to heaven, who will go to hell. But the word of God, it is near you. 
It is in your mouth that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that he is your master, he is your savior, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen? Eternal life begins to flow in your spirit. As you hear the message about the cross, you begin to fence in your heart, I need Jesus! And then there's a draw of the Holy Spirit. And that is where your journey begins. Amen? Hold your hands like this. We are going to pray now. Just pray after me. Speak to God. Okay? Say, Heavenly Father, I'm here. I heard your voice. This morning, I realized that I need you because I'm a sinner. I've tried to do everything right, but it will never be good enough. Today, I receive Christ Jesus. I receive the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart as my Savior, as my Master, as my Lord. I believe that he is alive today because you raised him from the dead, God. He is alive to save me. He is alive to, to heal me. He is alive to be with me. Today, I lay down my life and I receive the life of Christ in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak the life of God over this in Jesus' name. Father, we declare that from today, Lord God, something is happening in their spirits, Lord God. That eternal life is flowing in their spirits. That are, they are getting born again as they stand here. They are recommitting their hearts to you, Lord God. And Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is here, Lord. Touching them, moving in them, Lord God. And speaking in their hearts, Lord God. Affirming them and welcoming them home. In the name of Jesus. Father, we cancel every plan of the enemy over their lives. In the name of Jesus, we cancel, Lord God, any chain of the enemy that has been holding them back, Lord. And we release them into the kingdom of light, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We speak life. We speak blessing. We speak honor, Lord God. And we glorify your name this morning for that. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone say, Amen. 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 God is touching your heart. God is touching your heart. There is someone behind you. They're going to walk a road with you if you've got questions, to answer those questions, to pray for you a little bit. These are trusted leaders. Uh, and so we want to encourage you to just take some time to just speak with them. God bless you. For the rest of us, just raise your hands like this. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause you to prosper. In every area of your life, in your marriage, in your finances, every place, every place in your walk with God that you will begin to mature and mature and mature. That your desire for the word will begin to increase and that you will continue to see the favor and grace of God over your lives. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you are here this morning, you need prayer. The leaders will be here in front to pray with you, to minister to you. Be blessed. Amen.